Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host's goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said do the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Folks, welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every single week we randomly move our fake money from one stock over to the next one. My name is Mike Morris, and I'm joined by my best pal in the whole world, Kenny Gray. Diving on the 101, episode 101. Gang, we're back. Season two has begun. Ow. Mike, how are you? You ask me how I am? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I, I, we, we, uh, we're season two. We, we, uh, and, and a, a well-deserved little Cut. break that we took. Buff. One month, gym, juice, (laughs) sip it, uh, going to the gym and drinking juice, looking tight. (laughs) Gym, juice, gin, juice. I'm taking steroids. I'm drinking gin. If you've never had a Bombay's and Welch's, you got to try it. (laughs) If you've never had a cranberry juice and a horse tranquilizer up your ass, then you are in another planet, my man. Um, season two, I'm, I, I, I've spent the past couple weeks, we've been tooling the show and getting ready for the new season. Tooling it. And I've just been, I've just been excited. I miss, it made me realize how much I care about our friendship. I, I miss being able to ch- chat with you every week. I'm thinking, where's my Ken? What, what does it mean if I didn't feel the same way? <laughs> that means you hate me. No, I, and I'm, tune into my solo pod. Mike and the money. <laughs> my, my my conservative right-wing solo pod. Welcome to Mike and the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're taking down the little guy. More room for the big man on top. That's me. Yes. <laughs> More room for the big man on top. Hey, you also... That's what my dad used to say about sleeping in bunk beds. <laughs> I got a big beef with you after the break that we came back from the show. We've done a uh-huh. lot of exciting things for season two to make it bigger, better, more amazing for all of you. But the big thing I learned is you were like, how do you feel about this? We've always had that noise, and I just never knew it was there. Well, it's because the thing we bought, the Zoom Podtrack P8, send the check. Ow. Uh, has a, you don't need to know the ins and outs, but there's a sound effect hidden in the sound effect bank I didn't see, which is crazy because, first off, there's there's nine default slots. This is what the listeners listen to. They there's love this. nine default slots and 11 sound effects. So there were just two extra sound effects floating around. The other one, by the way, I believe is, uh, do I have it here? Uh, no, I, oh, yeah, right here. Oh my god How have we not had that noise well, Ken, I'm just so excited that we're here for season two. We got a lot of cash. That we, got, we got so many exciting new things. But, but Ken, how have you been? How have you been since the break? I've been good. You know what? I'm approaching a year. It's, it's, a, approaching, it's past two years for the show. I'm approaching a year in L.A. Yes. Um, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm starting to get the rhythm. I, you know, I, I, when, you, when I first got here, I was hitting the ground, hitting the pavement, Really, you know, shaking my tush to make the mm-hmm. industry sing. Yes. the co- uh, <laughs> Shaking them- my tush to make the industry sing. It doesn't make <laughs> they sense. They don't hire you. They don't like you, but you shake your ass and all the managers and producers go, Hoo! I uh, kicked that up for a rewrite, but uh, somebody's on strike. Uh-huh. 
Which I support. Fine. I do. The way I said I that, love that the WGA... Which I support, I guess. Well, we got to talk about this. What? So Ken, I want $30 million for canceling a show. Hey. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, you're you're the big fat cat producer. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart, so I deserve $25 million a year. I typed in new Batman into chat GPT. So, uh, well, Ken, you're bringing up a big issue, which... Uh, I didn't mean to kick it there, but I'm good. You're, you, you're kicking it there, and we, we got, I, I have some thoughts. So I don't, I, what do you say we talk about some things and a little bit of here and now? Oh. Welcome to Here and Now, the pop culture section of our show. We found there's so many times where we got to have our finger on the pulse. This is a weekly pod when we, people are listening in the real moment. Because too often Mike had his finger in the pulse. If we don't have my finger in other places, that, I'm And that kidding. shit stains like a Sharpie. <laughs> Stop. Like squid ink pasta. Stop. No, it doesn't. It's normal. It's a normal amount of Mike stain. Mike goes to the grocery store and asks if he can playfully touch the squids. Yes. And they all know he's trying to get that ink. Stop. My ink stink per- Leg poop fart, you suck. Hey, it's a normal amount of stain. Stop. <laughs> Can normal amount of stain. How much is too much spitting pasta? <laughs> Mike's come over, his teeth looks like he's been ch- doing tobacco dip. The amount of squid. When I'm sticking my finger there, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the doctor's thing. When I'm sticking my finger there, how much is a reasonable amount of stain? Uh, Mike doesn't eat squid ink pasta. I would. I do. I do. do? I've had squid ink ramen. I've had squid ink pasta. But Ken, this is here and now, and this is we're in a section of the show called Here and Now, where we're talking about this moment in time. Yes. This week, exactly. We are keeping our finger on the pulse of all things political, cultural, and all that. And so, two questions. So, the WGA, the Writers Guild Association. Yes. uh, Writers Guild of America. Of America, one of those. They're on strike. The same kind of strike that killed heroes in 2008. And we're the only podcast talking about we're it. We're the only ones talking about it. Well, I want to, I want to, so my two questions are, Is I think these what are you normal to talk questions. About? Did I bring this up? Wait. You well, brought this up. Yeah. I had a different here and now, but I, it, it leans so perfectly into the segment. Yeah. Which was another thing that I want to talk about, which we might get into in a minute, but WGA writer's strike in Hollywood. Yeah. American news or in your neighborhood LA news? Good Here question. it's such a big thing everyone's talking about, but I remember the last big writer strike, which I believe was two thousand eight. Uh, I would have to check, but a writer strike does affect the whole entire world, um, it, where it's like it changes your your TV shows. A lot of new t- new TV shows in production, new movies, all this kind of stuff stops. And for however long it goes, you're stuck with a lot of reality television shitty things. I knew that that was happening when it happened last time. Now I can't tell if it just feels more relevant because our friends write for TV little shows. A little bit or... of both. I think it's that it's it'll become more uh, national slash international if it goes on as it goes on longer and the more things get stopped because of it. I think at the moment it's probably a headline like the New York Times for like you know in an edition, but it's not. You know, I don't think my parents or, like, people and, like... What do you think your dad has to say about the WGA writer strike? Oh, I... I the same thing. A 60-plus-year-old man living in New Hampshire. Oh, I mean... I, a businessman, too. 
Uh, my dad, I don't think my dad has the take that you might be fishing for. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, not fishing. I know you're not fishing for a take, but the take that I know some people might have is like, oh, they're lucky to be working in the, in the yeah, glitz yeah. and glamour and being like, well, no, these companies have turned this job into one that no one wants. <laughs> they just yes. turned this job into a job that sucks. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. Um, no healthcare, no pay, just trash being like, well, you're waiting for the biz, kid. You should love it. <laughs> As they drive off on their yacht with wheels. Um, no, I think my dad would be in favor of it. Um, I'm not asking whether he's like pro or against. I'm asking like, what do you think he thinks is oh, going on? I, uh, like, do you think he has any clue, oh, like in the zeitgeist of what's happening with the problem? No, is? I don't think so. I think the baseline is, is always like, Oh, they probably want more money. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about this. I, I heard another podcast, the Doughboys definitely, uh, definitely quite eloquently just simply say it's very simple. Profits have gone up. Wages for writers have gone down. And that's it's just, also about residuals for streaming. Well, there's a zillion things that are going right? on in the specific. I mean, it's about like AI and it's about residuals from streaming and it's about like numbers of writers that need to be hired and what they should be paid and like healthcare and all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's 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 mostly uh, the gripe is studios are making more and cutting uh, money for pretty much any, anyone else that's not them. Yeah. I, there's a lot of things that, that are going on. And the other here and now topic I wanted to talk about is I had some thoughts on the John Mulaney special. But but you, I came in t- saying of like, oh, the, the writer's strike. And I, I feel like you were like, oh, like another thing that everyone's talking about. And you led perfectly into my other thought of with the here and now stuff of, of stuff that's going on in pop culture. I can never tell. Obviously, the writer's strike is something people are talking a lot about. But you said you're listening to podcasts about it. And I feel like you're in a scene where people are probably talking about a lot more. I know what's happening, but it's actually not as relevant in my world. Mm. Uh, my other here and now thing I wanted to talk to you about is John Mulaney put out his first new special in a while after yes. all of his kerfuffle of being in the news and stuff like that. And I can never tell. I think he's, is he the most famous comedian right now? That's I can never tell question. that. Because you, a long time ago, you introduced me to John Mulaney, like when we were in, like probably 2012. New in Town came out in 2012. Yeah. And I remember specifically a, a, a Chris Moore, my elementary school friend, showing me Dane Cook, a similar moment of you showing me the John Mulaney special when we were in college mm-hmm. and being like, I feel like this was tailor fit made for me and yeah. like our sense of humor. And then with algorithms and stuff like that, I can't really tell if, he is the most famous person, or if everyone and I follow and know in my world thinks he's very famous. I think I don't think he's famous like Dane Cook, or even um, uh, to name two other. I think he's as famous as like Patton Oswalt. Do you no, think he's no, more no. famous than I him? Think, I think he's the same level as famous as George Carlin was. Okay, which is that I think in every in every town in America. Someone knows who he is, but not everybody in America knows who he is. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean? He even yeah. has a joke in his special. He goes, your son knows who I am, not the ones who do sports. Yeah, he's, he's like, you don't know who I am. Ask your daughter or your son if he's not athletic, <laughs> which I thought that was really good. What are your... What is are your- he the most famous? I think he's definitely considered like the peak People of say he's form. our Seinfeld. I, uh, that's a big thing to okay, say. Okay, hold up. Then we're going to take a quick jaunt over from here and now to uh, a quick, uh, we're going to take a quick little uh, We're going jaunt. to a new segment out of yeah, we're a going break to, from we're here going and now? We're going to Ken's Den. Come on and take a step into Ken's Den. Hi, I'm Ken, and this is my 
my death. Look, I get mad when people label artists as the blank yes. artists of their generation being like, oh, uh, you know, uh, Connor Oberst is the Bob Dylan of his generation. I think How it, is that fair? I think that sets <laughs> like, artists, it's almost always given to artists when they're young, and I think it sets yeah. them up to fail because usually they're not going to be the same. They're going to be their own version. Saying like he's like Seinfeld is what fuels them giving like he did a, a television show that didn't work as well as Seinfeld. That was kind yeah. of the same premise. Be like, is he Seinfeld? No, he's John Mulaney. He had, oh, hello. He had yeah, yeah, yeah. the sack lunch bunch. He's not Seinfeld. He's Mulaney. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit like you can say he's like Jerry Seinfeld, but it bugs me when people say he is the next, or they are the next. That's fair. And it does, I think it does always put people in a bad light, but but not so in a bad light, in but a comparison. it's- Yeah, which it's not. And you're never going to be that. And I was- I, I was excited to, I, so did you like this special? Yeah, I like, oh, we're going back to here now. Welcome back to here and now the pop culture finger on the pulse and the pulse on the, and the pulse on the pulse. Yeah. So John Mulaney put out a new special. This is fourth special, yes. highly anticipated. I think uh, I, I think a few things about this. I was I impressed. It uh, you liked it a lot. What yeah. did you? What did you? No, like, no, you go. You go. I just want to well, say. Well, I thought what was interesting about it is, I mean, you were you were the first one to turn me on to uh, an expression a long time ago. It's like when you're an artist, you have your whole life to write your first album, and then you have two years to write your second. Yeah. And you think about so many albums and things like that that you put out the first three. Uh, you know, your first three albums is such a big thing. And then I feel like when you go to your fourth thing, you have to really kind of reinvent yourself mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he definitely did a track of like, your, he did all of the jokes. I even felt like uh, Kid Gorgeous was the last one. Yeah. Was the last one. I feel like the last special he did, I was less satisfied than I was here. If I feel like the last two specials before, it was just like a lot of like, I'm so famous now and I can't really talk about my life now. So here's a story from when I was a kid or my mom in college. He is, and I think he took yes. he took the time, whether intentionally or not, of like he lived life and was a I guess a, a clonopin addict for a couple of years and was like, Well, my life is maybe a mess, but now I have a shitload of new material to talk about. Look, I feel like I'm about to borderline start becoming one of those sports analysts who talks about like baseball and I've never really played. Which you're baseball. justified to do in this stare in this world. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. His his original first album and his early stuff was stuff that really made me laugh, and my parents liked it as well, but they weren't laughing as hard as me because his stuff was more subversive or, like, referencing stuff only I got. Yeah. Kid Gorgeous then transitioned where my parents were laughing harder than me. Yes, he, I agree. He had really perfected the concept of a Jerry Seinfeld-type mass appeal special and this one i feel like he's done a good job at taking what he learned from that and applying it back to the gritty sort of perspective he had earlier where he was just harsher and talking about weirder things and like yeah. stranger takes um i like it i think it's good i like uh i like mean mulaney it was funny yes it is that's it is very funny He's he's been very open for a long time of like I'm actually an asshole. Just no one knows. <laughs> no one. I I say I do drugs. I say I do awful things. I don't know why everyone thinks I'm nice and clean because I'm not. It was a weird full circle moment for me. The first uh, for like many people, the big 
giant John Mulaney joke that like turned me into a fan was his big famous closer on the New in Town. Oh, New in Town, yeah. Well, no, not oh no, I love the New in I'm New in Town joke, but uh, the closer I believe on his first album New in Town was oh. he he tries to lie to a doctor to get a Xanax prescription, so he like ends the doctor ends up giving him like an, a rectal exam and sticks his finger up his butt and he makes a big noise. And then thinks he's pooping the doctor's hand. He says, I'm sorry. It's very right. funny. And then he was wearing glasses to show that time had passed. Yes. But I, and I think it was funny that it was like the first joke that made me really, really love, think he was so funny was the story with him lying to a doctor to try to get a fake Xanax prescription that he doesn't need. Right. And then in this story, I was very, I thought it was funny, but I also thought it was very full circle when he's like talking about Dr. Michael. He goes like, <laughs> he's like, Dr. Michael is, he oh, was like, you if you take think, the shirt off. he's like, yeah, he's like, if you think you can't, I thought it was interesting. He tells his audience how to illegally get drugs. He's like, if you think, if you want to get prescription drugs, you can just look at the shittiest reviewed doctor on Yelp. They need your money. So like, and this guy, he's like, he would make me take my shirt off and give me a flu shot every time, but I was a drug addict, so I just did it anyway. It was this weird kind of agreement. He didn't say it, but he was like, I was weirdly, like, kind of like sexually assaulted by this doctor <laughs> in order to be given drugs. And I was like, I found it was so interesting to hear those two things, to think of He's those two things to in comparison. About, like, darker things. Yeah. Like, or weirder, grosser. When it made the Xanax story a lot sadder than it was the yeah. first time I heard it. Um, True. But I, 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 I thought it was very, very entertaining. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was, he doesn't talk about the fact that he, he talks a little bit about if he got divorced. He didn't talk about he Olivia Munn. He got divorced, but he doesn't talk about it. Yeah, he that, didn't though. talk about his illegitimate son. Not illegitimate, his illegitimate son <laughs> with his new girlfriend that maybe. He made his baby born out of, born out of wedlock. Born out of wedlock, yes. Which I didn't think he needed to talk not about. Illegitimate stuff. I think, yeah, not illegitimate. I think it's not an Ill illegitimate son, but. Yeah, so I thought I I thought this special was good, but Ken, we could sit here and that that was here and now we could wax poetic about the pop culture of the world all we want, but that's not what the show is. We we uh, hey, we're we're cultural guys. We're gonna pop into pop oh, culture here yeah. and there, but that's not what this show is. Oh yeah, what is this show? In case someone's listening for the first time. Well, Mike, two years ago we started with ten thousand dollars in fake money, and every single week we randomly move it from one stock to the next. Last week our money was invested into the S&P 500, which was a month ago, actually, at this time. Yeah. But this week, our money's invested in... Oh. <laughs> oh. You got it. Hold up. This sound effect is... Hold, <laughs> hold up. Uh, this sound effect has been activated differently. Hold, uh... Build, Build a Bear, Bear Workshop Part, part two. 2. The very first company that we ever invested in. Ken, why are we doing Build-A-Bear Workshop for a second time? Okay, so we have changed the way we are doing the money on this show. Mm -hmm. The way it used to work is that every week, we at the beginning of the week or whenever we had finished the episode... Whenever we finished recording the episode, we would move the money into another stock and then wait a week or a couple days, see how the money did, and record another episode. Uh, as you might imagine, the moment scheduling changes, that becomes very difficult to manage. Yes! Also, we found out over the course of doing this podcast for a year and a half, two years, if you invest your stock in... If you invest your money into a stock for six days, usually for five days, not much fucking happens or a bunch happens. Yeah. But usually it just lots of little fluctuations of being like, all right, this week we lost 200. This week we made 100. There was a lot of times we lost like 30. 
Yeah. And thirty dollars. And it's like this is just not satisfying. It's not scratching the itch that we wanted this show to be about. Right. So now we've changed it. We are keeping we would love we considered can we restart with ten thousand dollars, but unfortunately we can't. That's just not in the cards. We'd we love wanted to. to. We really wanted to. We said new season, new money, let's start not fresh. Allowed. We're not allowed. We have to inherit our mistakes. You can't just all of a sudden have ten thousand fake dollars fresh. This is not how life works. So we are back. We started with I believe I think we were left at the S P five hundred seventy nine hundred dollars. So yep. we are taking that seventy nine hundred dollars. If you were if you were zoning out about all that other shit, listen up. Here's how it works now. Now all, here's how the podcast works. On the here's day, it, wait, here it is. On the day we you, record the show, yeah, we take a look at what the stock price was of that company one year ago, and we see what would have happened to our money had we invested the stock in our money into this stock a year ago. So we are recording this on May 4th. We looked at Build-A-Bear Workshop, the growth from May 4th, 2022 until now, May 4th, 2023. Why did we do this? It Why? allows us to talk about the market as a whole because some of the stuff that happens with the stock is going gonna, is gonna to be market trends. It also allows us to look at longer trends in companies. It also allows us to look at 10Ks, annual reports, and the documents that public companies put out that tell you about the company and what the stock is doing so we can actually look at data. Well, we realize that the stock market is something that's much easier to understand on a yearly basis than a weekly basis. We found ourselves so many times being like, it's been five days. Oh, AMC went down 40 or, you know, McDonald's went down $40. Why? Uh, you know, over the past, nothing happens over the past four days. But over the year now, we can see trends in the market. What happened throughout the year? And we're taking bigger swings with our money here, folks. Also, when you go to invest, generally, you're going to put your money in longer, unless you're truly playing some sort of financial wizardry and uh, shenanigans. You're going to put your money in something for a year. See what happens. Oh, I put my money in McDonald's last year. I did too. Oh, I don't know. So that's what we're doing. We're no longer using a paper trading platform we use weeble that was fine listen to this don't invest your money in mcdonald's for a year and figure out what happens the hard way let us invest our money in mcdonald's for a year and we'll show you what happens that's what i'm talking about this is the paper jam podcast baby yes ken what is the we're gonna get into what actually happened when we invest all our money after the break you guys know that ken what does build a bear workshop make you think of it makes me think of Bill Bear Workshops makes me think of like teddy bears, makes me think of stuffed animals, which makes me think about beanie babies. Did you have beanie babies? That is great. Uh yes, I did. How many and which which were your faves? If you even remember. Oh, uh, I'm having a little trouble remembering. There was one, there was, uh, so uh, my favorite, I think I'm remembering like some kind of turtle or something was my favorite. Mm. So you're saying what is my, my favorite? I can't quite remember what my favorite was, but when you were saying like, what did you have? Like what my, this was not my favorite, but I first started thinking about this like tie dye beanie baby. Yes. The bear. You know, the, the bear, the one. And, and do you remember what it was about that one that was interesting? Uh, no. Somebody told me that that my neighbor, my neighbor was like, showed it to me one day and he was like, this is really, really rare <laughs> there. And yeah, I know. yeah, the fact that you had one, Keith, it apparently wasn't that rare. I'm talking to my neighbor. Uh, it was, <laughs> but that was, he was, I was like, wait, what? And it was the first time someone was like, this, this rainbow beanie baby is really, really rare. I can sell it when I'm older for a million dollars. There's something that was so funny to me about, about that boom in general of, um, 
strange men in mall kiosks <laughs> became like jewelers. Do you know yes. what I mean? For yeah, chil- yeah, children. Yeah. Beanie, ba- Beanie, Beanie baby sellers were like jewelers in the mall for children. <laughs> Look at this. It's, it's a rabbit and I got a turtle. Just, and also they were being like, sorry, you know, this thing's 50 bucks, kid. Being like, <laughs> yeah, trying that to haggle, seems fair. Trying to pawn your, you're going to this guy. I remember there's a place called, oh God, it's not Baggins. It was called uh, Funko like, Land. It, it was like, it wasn't Hayden's or Haddon's or, oh God, I can't remember. KB there, Toys. There was an independent card shop called, oh God, it's going to kill me. doesn't matter. And right down the street from my high school. And it was a guy who um, I, I believe um, was, because baseball cards were popular like in the 60s and stuff, yes. right? And I think they're having a bit of a resurgence. Maybe it's always been around, but um, this guy clearly... Uh, was a baseball card fanatic or sports card fanatic, and he owned a card shop slash game shop and rode the wave of Pokemon and Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember, this guy must have been like 50, and just me being like nine years old, and him just sitting behind the booth being like, yep, that Charizard's $100. <laughs> yep, that's going to be my retirement right there. And I don't yeah. really process it, because as a kid, it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm money's a kid money, store. But from his perspective, he's the shop owner face filled with children. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Me, he's 35 looking at an eight-year-old and be like, yeah, that that's a Charizard. That's gonna run. Uh, what, what kind of watches your dad wear? Three hundred. Can... That's a Squirtle. That's an original Squirtle. Uh, I've got the Diglett. Uh, I could sell you the Doug Trio, but I'm only gonna sell them as a as a double. As, as a together. man, he and... was forced to learn all those names. Being like, "Honey, how's it going?" He's like, "I got a Hitmon Chan that's rude in my words. I got a Hitmon Lee that won't fucking Hitmon." Kill me. I'm dying with this goddamn thing. I know. The, the 35-year-old man memorizing the names of all the... No, he must have you been You think he must have like been 40s. in the game? Like, Well, I just think that these... I think these like strange tchotchke shops weirdly had a boom in the 90s of like Beanie Babies Pokemon of these guys who owned strange mall shops and sold just like not toys or weird trinkets all of a sudden became like oil barons. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oil barons. Yeah. I forget where I heard it recently, but I I heard it was just like thinking about Pokemon. It's like Pokemon. Oh, this is just a TV show that's made to sell toys. Oh yeah. That's made to sell 180. Was it 101 Pokemon or 180 Pokemon? Were you, were you watching that clip of Trey and Matt Stone being interviewed where they talk about that must That must've been it. And they're like, they were adults seeing Pokemon being like, this is a TV show meant to To sell sell toys, toys. (laughs) to sell the trading (laughs) card. But man, when you got, when it would be my birthday and I would have a, I would have a wrapped pack of something and it opened up and it was four stacks, four little things of those like six, seven Pokemon cards. There was possibility. Oh my God. That's That was the, like, that was the, the charge of just, I could open this thing up and anything could be inside. I love that feeling of, I'm I'm chasing that high to this day. Splitting the package and like the smell. The smell. Oh my God. God. Forget about it. You know, the computer is not the same. (laughs) The computer is not the same. (laughs) The tablet, it's not the same. The emails don't smell nice. (laughs) Enough about the damn emails. They don't smell like a a Hitmonchan or a Hitmon Lee. My NFTs don't smell like shit. (laughs) Yes. Um, no, but it, 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 they were just so fucking excited. And there was always a kid who was like, you know, 
you know, Zach Breeden got a Mew, a Mew yeah. card, and it uh-huh. was in a, it was in a, a Bulbasaur pack. So you need to get the Bulbasaur pack because right. it's in or those like people who would become gambling addicts later. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. If you hit, if you, there's a guy, he's at the Bellagio. Yeah, the playing at Bellagio. <laughs> oh my God, have you? You don't gamble, right? No, but I do that. I like craps. I like, I like. I like the games. I don't like the gambling as much. Yeah. Like, I would go to a casino to play the games with fake money and be like, that was a hoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but when you go to a casino for real, there is always the ghost gambler behind you being like, you hit that! Hit that! And it's like, doing, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. It's like, you know, I was here three days ago, guy sitting in this chair, won $40 million. It's like, get off! Get, get off of me! I'm in, you're injecting your failure into me. There's always like you know that. if I stand next to a winner, I get some of that juice, and then I'm uh, then I'm then I'll be good. Well, we went we went. I went to Las Vegas with my friend Danny Shea, friend of the pod, and he kept like he just for some reason playing this little shop of horrors penny slot game, <laughs> and he ended up winning like seven hundred bucks. Feed Audrey. It, literally, it was like <laughs> mm, that's good, and it, like making noise, <laughs> and he won a bunch of money, and then this guy just kind of like started like. First, he was kind of sitting around, and we were all kind of talking. And he's, but then he's like, people follow this success, and he's like, kind Ugh. of following him around, not even like in a creep way of like get away, but he was just like walking around, me like, oh, yeah, that, that, and it's like, I Did feel Danny? like there's. To, yes, oh. and it's like I feel like there is this sense of like maybe the success will bleed into me. That's awful. Yeah, it's not ideal. But Ken, he's not wrong though. He's not. I do that all the time. I, I'm riding coattails at people. I'm standing around success trying to get it to bleed onto me. You know what's a great place to network? The WGA strike. The, oh, <laughs> I have been... Okay, so here's my thing. I almost made... I tried to make that joke, and I said The Onion did it, which was great. They had an article that said, Inflatable Scabby the Rat keeps trying to hand screen plays a writer's on strike. <laughs> And I was just like, there's got to be, I love Los Angeles, but there's got to be some people being like, writer's strike. Hmm? Uh, there's a <laughs> hey, very- buddy, I agree, huh? <laughs> hey, you, what, what show do you work on? Why don't we write together? <laughs> you and me, we do a pitch a show yeah, together. I'm, a, I'm not in the guild. Not yet. Not, not yet. Guild, not yet. Have you sold anything? Not But quite. it is bullshit. Huh? It's bullshit. Huh? <laughs> this is us. We're all here together. This is not- by Mr. Shore, Mr. Mike Shore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, I, yeah, do. I don't write on anything yet, but there when is. I do. Yeah, you like you, you like donuts too. <laughs> I like donuts. Me and Mike Shore are friends. Oh, and Mike Shore, creator of know. the Office and Parks and Rec, you're following him around. I also have a feeling he is not picketing. He was. So, he was there. He was. There, the big people, really big people, are out there. I also there's a so, very this, funny this PSA that came from the WGA. That was like, hey, we're really trying here. If you're not a union member and you would like to be one one day and your dream is to be a union writer, like to write for TV and to be in the union, don't start pitching shows to Netflix now because you know that, that you don't have representation <laughs> and that they just don't do that. It's going to take away from this. We, we hope we can work with you one day, but like I just saw pleading, awesome we should post. pitch a show today no, to Amazon. They, they, they have uh, said that like, if you if you work, you're like you'll never be in. Yeah, they'll never let you work. Yeah. yeah, they'll make sure you never work. They'll I don't need you. them. I'm off the grid. I saw a guy on Reddit on a uh, uh, Reddit R screenwriting being like, 
I don't give a fuck about the strike. I want to get paid. <laughs> just like, I'm going to pitch this shit. What's really the worst that could happen? And people were like, uh, you could truly get blacklisted from Hollywood <laughs> just because you're being like, look, Nancy Pansies, I know you're maybe not getting paid enough, but my new Matrix movie is going to sell. Introducing the Matrix 5. Just this awful. It takes everything you do about Matrix, threw it out the window. It's oh. better than the first one, which was the worst one. Let's, right, we'll maybe cut this out. We should do a, a mini-series online for free, produced by us, and we're just two guys. We're the two guys that pitch shows during the writer's strike that <laughs> all got picked up by all of the... Ne- we can make a new one for every network. It's like Hulu presents, like, two guys in underwear, or whatever it is. It's a new show every week that gets forcefully made by the networks. Love it. Under a pseudonym. Pseudonym! <laughs> but Ken, <laughs> I can <laughs> Sue the name. I'm not going to sue your name. We could sit here and talk about our web series all we want, but Ken, I got to find out. So now we're going to take a break and find out what happens when we invested all of our money for one year (gasps) in Build-A-Bear Workshop. We'll see you guys after after the break. Ken, I love the paper jam so much. I just wish there was more of it. Mike, don't you know about the Patreon? Patreon what? That's right. Our Patreon, where we have a backlog of 90 bonus episodes, <gasps> discount codes for our live shows here in <gasps> Los Angeles, as well as uncut video versions of our mainline pod that you hear every week. So if you've heard it, now you can see it. Stop, stop, stop. This sounds like fun, but what does this cost? Like a million dollars? No. Oh, it's $3.99 <laughs> a month. Can you believe it? And look, signing up helps support the show, keeps it growing, and gives you something, a little, you know, a little something fun for helping us. I can't wait. Ken, where do I sign up? Oh, well, you go to patreon.com slash the paper jam pod, my friend. Oh. You'll get access to all of this fun and hey, while you're at it, why don't you give us five stars and a follow on Spotify? Please do that stuff, guys. It really helps the show. It does? Yes. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> get out of here. Enjoy the show and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. What a wonderful break. We are parching our thirsts. We're doing the opposite of parching our thirsts. I got myself a Waterloo sparkling water lemon lime naturally flavored with other natural flavors. I don't know. Double natural. Double, double natural, folks. Uh, This is a Waterloo. Coming in double natural. Please recycle. Non-GMO verified. Whole food approved. Drinkwaterloo.com. One eight six six. Love Lou. Can you? I'm not gonna. I do love Lou. I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I, no, I think I've been wanting. It's to... already dead. <laughs> okay. Where does that, that expression down. come from? Beating, Beating a, a dead. dead horse. You killed my wife. <laughs> it's He's dead, dead, John. You it's dead. Stop, John. My <laughs> <way>. <laughs> He's beating a dead horse. <laughs> Baseball bat beating dead horse. <laughs> that already dead. But that horse already dead. Coming soon to Hulu from two men who just <laughs> coming to from the. You sk- hurt my son. Beating uh, a dead horse. Uh, uh, Donnie and Jab the Scabs. <laughs> is it a radio show or is it? It's everything. Serious well, radio. It's a, it's a it's a franchise. And that's what it Wait is. Wait a minute. WGA, is that like 
podcasts too. Not our podcast, but like scripted well, podcasts, like Sirius probably. XM originals, probably Audible originals. Depends on if it's spot if it's uh, covered by the guild. This is a great opportunity for our podcast. Cut! <laughs> I not uh, cut for that out for everybody to be. There's no good content except this is the only good free oh, content I, I out see there. What you're it is just no, but it is just weird to think of like t- movies, obviously, TV shows, obviously, like Audible Originals is like, oh, I didn't listen to those, but oh, there's the backlog. Who knows? How that is, you know, you know when well, the last writer's strike, they were looking for content to greenlight because the writer's strike was going on so long. Do you know what they greenlit? Oh, the Apprentice, the Apprentice reboot. Uh, celebrity Apprentice. The one that made him famous and allowed him to run for president. Uh, that's, so? All right. Well, nope. There we go. <laughs> Hey, he's running again. Okay. <laughs> I have so many thoughts here, Ken. I'm not going to do the here and now thing because it's going to beat a dead horse because I don't okay. want it to lose its value because it's a beginning of the show right. section thing. But this would be a great thing. We haven't done the show in so many because there's so much pop culture shit I want to talk to you about. Uh, did you watch any of the live Coachella stuff? Yeah, it was great. Good did, work, Coachella. Good work, Golden did, Voice. Did you feel that way? You felt good about it. I liked it. I thought it was I did pretty too. good. Um, I, I don't for, think I think Coachella's changed from a music festival celebrating perhaps independent and up and coming artists to much more a reflection of like pop music and influencers. But hey, what shit always changes. I just felt bad for Tom DeLonge. I I, I loved the Blink One Eighty Two show. I thought it was so good. But there was a point in the show he keeps being like, "All right," because he hasn't performed with the band in years. Right. And these are songs he wrote when his, you can probably relate to someone who was in a band when you were in high school. You. He's singing songs that he wrote a lot when he was like 19, yeah. 20. And he's a dad now. He's older. His voice is lower he's than into it used aliens, to be. You know, he's into aliens, you know. He's in aliens. But he kept being stars. like, he kept being like, I need water. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> he's like, my throat is so dry. And they're like, are you okay? He's like, eh, we will power through. I get, and I was like, he's the higher register in the songs. I was like, that has to be, I, I, I commended him. I was like, you're singing songs you haven't sung in a long time. You sounded great. And I, you kept, you wouldn't keep saying like, I need, I need more water. <laughs> My throat is so dry because of the desert. Like it's so yeah. dusty and shit like that. I was, I would, do you think you could sing uh, an hour and a half tenor set at Coachella? Oh God. You have pipes of steel though. I've, I've, I lose, you guys can hear <laughs> What? <laughs> like burped. No. Burped in the microphone. No, I just it, cleared like, my throat. No, no, you did. It slid out. You have pipes of steel. Of, yeah, everyone yeah, can tell. Yeah, Over the years, my breaks. voice has just gotten so raspy and out of control. Hmm. You never lose your voice, and you always have the same just like voice that just like cuts through the sound out of your voice. Yeah, I'm definitely. I think I'm uh, definitely more. Uh, I don't have the. I don't think support I, from your diaphragm. I, I also don't think I like have like the prettiest voice, but I. I uh, but I have a voice. I know how to. I know how to sing in a way that is like reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't want to be opening now. Do you think you could sing for an hour and a half in that kind of desert setting? <laughs> Probably, but it would it would fuck you up. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It would, it would fuck you up really bad. Well, Ken, I want to find out about things that either do or don't fuck me up really bad. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about Build-A-Bear Workshop. All right. Because we invested, if you remember, we invested all of our money, uh, $7,900, into Build-A-Bear Workshop for one week. Yes. Um, so... Let's learn a little bit about what Build-A-Bear Workshop is. <clears throat> so uh, BBW is the ticker for Build-A-Bear Workshop. And in short, Build-A-Bear Workshop is a retail uh, and international teddy bear company. 
So it mainly does direct to consumer. They love to, they love to say that. We're a teddy bear. Hey, at the end of the day, we're a teddy, teddy bear, bear company. company. <laughs> That's what we do. Some people make some people sell oil. Some people make machinery. We make teddy bears. I sell teddy bears. And hey, we make a pretty buck doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to make a pretty few more bucks doing it. Uh, they sell direct to consumer. They sell commercially. They do in- international franchising. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they do own retail in-store shops in the U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico, uh, the U.K., Ireland, Denmark, China. And they also do e-commerce sites. We looked on the e-commerce sites on the first time we did it. You could buy a baby Yoda. Yes. You could buy like a kangaroo. You could buy a zebra. That would appear to be a big part of their strategy now is the the licensing of make your own minion. Make Hey, make your own minion. You can name him anything you want. Put a silly bow on him. I don't care. My minion's name Parker. My he's mad. My minion's name is Tom, and he's happy. My minion's name is Pizza, and he's uh, mad. <laughs> my name, my minion's name is my minion's name is Thomas, the detective. He's curious. My minion's name is Hot Dog, and he's mad. My, well, my minion's name is Chris, and he's a whiz science. <laughs> well, my, my name is Poopstain, and he's mad. My minion's name is Cupcake, and he is also mad. Fun fact, fun piece of trivia. In the original first ever episode of the podcast, you said you would maybe, you were like, I was so excited by Build-A-Bear Workshop, I thought maybe I'd make... And you listed two examples of, of Build-A-Bears. Do you know what their names were and what they did? Roscoe? No. You have no recollection of this? You were like, maybe I'll make one named Theodore, and he's a fancy soccer player. <laughs> you were like, he's like a, 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 a fancy like soccer player, and then you wanted to do another one. I forget what his name was, but you were like, he's a scientist who plays by his own rules. <laughs> These are the things when you were a child you were excited about. The commercial segment uh, does wholesale products and licensing of intellectual property, so selling the Build-A-Bear brand, video games. Uh, it also does entertainment properties. They've never done a movie, but they've sold video games for third-party use. It was founded by Maxine K. Clark in 1997 in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri, very dangerous city. Did you know that? No. What's so dangerous about it? The food? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you have a one in sixty nine one in sixty nine chance of getting killed in St. Louis. Oh, what was that joke about the food again? <laughs> my why, why, my why minion, are you gonna bring my me? minion's name is Donkey and he's mad <laughs> and he's and he's mad. Well, my minion's name is Posey and he's well. I think he's gonna be in the the EU someday. Well, my minion's name is Applesauce and he's mad. <laughs> Man, and he's bad, bad. <laughs> oh man! Well, Ken, we invested all of our money into Build a Bear Workshop. Wait, right? you have a chance to get killed in St. Louis? Yes, very much so. Wow. Maybe not killed, but injured. Uh, it's a city that I don't think knows. <laughs> You're not gonna get murdered, but, but you, you, you God, will you, get harmed. Twisted ankles. It's God. This city's blighted with twisted ankles. <laughs> He's breaking my arm. You're twisting my arm here. There's a big chance of getting bullied. Out, 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 out. Yeah, St. Louis is a very dangerous place. It's a rash town. I guess you gotta love those arches, though. You gotta love those arches. There's one. 
Well, oh, I'm thinking of the Golden Arches. <laughs> Have you been to the Arch? Have you been to St. Louis? Mike is uh, standing looking at the Arch. He just turns to the guy next to him and goes, is this the only one? <laughs> I go in with the bear. My bear's name is French Fry, and he's bad. <laughs> and he's bad. Sir, would you like to buy something? Have you been to St. Louis? I've not been to St. Louis. I was killed, 60, I was killed once out of 69 times when I went to St. Louis. <laughs> um, no, I've never been. You my, ever in the Midwest besides Chicago? I drove through the Midwest. What oh, counts yeah. as the Midwest? Well, just the middle of the country. I, I mean, like... What is the mid... You've been Googling the, things in real time. Right, so you've been to the South. You've been to the North. You've been in the middle. You've been like Washington, D.C., that area. I drove cross country. Yeah. I've been through Nebraska. I've been oh, through yeah. Iowa. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I was in Kansas, too. Yeah, Maybe so you I did it. Yeah, yeah. But only for a short amount of time. Still, that counts. Indiana, too. I've been in Indiana. Did you get a slice of pie? I went to Chicago. I've gotten a lot of Chicago pie. Are you a Chicago guy? Have I you like, ever been? I've been there for a day and a half. What the hell? Why don't we go together? We should go. It'd be fun. You guys should. Someone should. We'll do a. We'll do a paper jam office party in Chicago if you guys tell us a good place to do it. It'll be a good place to dish deep. Uh, <laughs> are you a deep dish fan? I mean, his name is Pizza, <laughs> and he's uh, he's hungry, and because he's hungry, he's bad. He's hangry. Are you a deep dish fiend? No, I've got like dishes out here, and you're like. I would say my for some reason something that was always in the freezer as a kid for us was like personal size deep dish pizzas, frozen Uno deep dish pizzas. Boy, that was like a thing that was weirdly always in our freezer. That feels like it would take a very long time to heat up. Yeah, it was like an oven. It was like it was you cook in an oven, like it'd take like forty minutes. Well, I feel like Ken. I I wanna. I I wanna. This, it feels like we should be talking about building. We should. I'm I'm gonna get us back to build a workshop because right. Ken. Why don't we get this thing ready? Because we invested all of our money for oh. one solid year in yes. build a bear workshop. So why don't you get that sound going? And I'm gonna tell you all what happened. Okay. Last year we invested seventy nine hundred dollars in build a bear workshop for one whole year, and at the end of the year we. Gained $672.10, putting all of our money at $8,625.29. Thank you. Uh, yes. See, yes. See, thank see, you. Thank, thank you for that. Yes. Some of these sound yes. effects have changed and they are different now. Yes. Well, Ken, let me tell you what happened with all of our money. Okay. One full year in Build-A-Bear Workshop. Well, we had, uh, just to be clear, we didn't invest it a year ago if we had invested a year I'm ago. I'm going to say it like that, though, because it gets the point across. Oh, okay. But we didn't do it for a year. We did it one week ago and did the math for a year. But that's not as I mean, we did today. Snazzy. We did it today. Which, but but we we did from May fourth to May fourth. What would have happened if you put seven thousand nine hundred fifty three dollars oh and nineteen cents? May the fourth be with you. Oh, and also with it's gonna be May, <laughs> right? <laughs> and tomorrow, second of mile, then May the sixth, which of course May the sixth be with um with you. Be mad. <laughs> <laughs> What's May sixth? My man's name is Lady, Lady. No, it's not. Lighty's not it. It's it's, it's, it's sweet names, right? That's what you're doing. My minion's name is Frosting. <laughs> Frosting. 
My business name is Frosty. <laughs> my business name is Pogo. <laughs> no, it's food. It's always food. Oh, it's food? <laughs> my business name is Strawberry, and he's bad. <laughs> and he's bad. Okay, get your fucking <laughs> thing off me. Hey. Everyone else only has one. You have ten. Get your minion away from my son's beanie baby. That's, <laughs> that's going to be worth millions one day. <laughs> My son's Beanie Baby is going to be my retirement fund, you little shit. This is rare. <laughs> this is rare. Don't you see? Ken, <laughs> over the last year, what's interesting about Build a Bear Workshop is they've popped up and down. It says over the past year, from May to now, they've gone, their stock has been pretty volatile. It got from $12, back and forth from $12 and $27. Yes. So there was a point where you could have put your money in at $12 and 2X'd it. And then some, mm -hmm. and got out at twenty seven. But that's not exactly what happened here. And they and so what we did, just so you all know, is you can look at their ten k, which is a uh, public document that public companies mm -hmm. put out, which tells you they have to tell you what the risks of investing in their stock are. They have to disclose. I'm drinking this wild. Yeah, bubbly. you got the wild bubble. You got the ingrown burps happening. Um, uh, I would tell them because I'm not ingrown burping, but I don't know what you're saying. So they use the term, oh a ten k. In their uh, so a 10k is a document that the company puts out that tells you about their strategy and their operations, yada yada yada. Just basically, if you're an investor, they, it's stuff they have to disclose to you as a public company. It's a great place to find out what's going on with their stock. Um, now they use a term I had never seen before in their 10k, which was activist investor. Uh, an activist investor, typically a specialized hedge fund, buys a significant minority stake in a publicly traded company in order to change how it is run. The activist investor's goal may be as modest as advise may be as modest as advising company management, or as ambitious as forcing the sale of the company. Um, so buying a ton of low stock and getting enough clout within the company to change it. Yeah. Wow. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, unlike private equity firms that buy and restructure companies in order to profit when they are resold, activist investors seldom acquire full majority in stakes. Instead, they use public communications and private discussions to win over other shareholders and companies' insiders. So I think what so they were... Yeah. If I was an activist investor and I bought 40% of the open... No, like 10%. 10%. And then I start getting in with the other big investors and then swaying their decisions. Or just even the people who own like 2 and 3 and 4% to build a coalition of like, we should change how this company is done. And then they're like, well, we can't, we can't go from selling bears to only selling minions. It's like, look, together, we're 49% of the company. We're 52% of the company. Yeah. But when you put your company public, don't you only put like 49% of it public so that you can maintain ownership? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't think you have to. I think company. I think so. This is this is a thing that activist investors actually got into Build a Wear Workshop and started changing stuff up. I think they were saying, uh, from what it was hard to say, I think they were saying that activist investors have been. Um, uh, there have been fluctuations in their price due to activist investors. Got it. And in the market in general, I think they were saying there's been a lot of activist investors. That's really interesting. <clears throat> and especially with Build-A-Bear. So, yeah, I mean, 12 to $27 is not nothing. That's a, that's Those are big leaps. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so we looked over the stock, over what's happening. <clears throat> so one of the things is one of their big focuses in this past year. 2022 was really focusing on e-commerce sales. How can we be selling more online? Um, one of the one of their their fears in doing that is they were they were thinking now now you got me in grow burping 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, now they were like, if we're putting all this energy and money into uh, e-commerce, selling online, it could result in reduction of the amount of foot traffic in our brick and mortar stores, in the malls and things like that. But I just feel like malls still just kind of haven't bounced back. And they're a good example of one thing that, we've, that we're seeing in the, this year review of stocks is some stocks in 22 have been volatile. According to them, some stocks have been volatile, not due to the performance of the actual company, yeah. but the perception of success in the company. Yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like it, it seems like Build a Bear Workshop would be doing good, re regardless of what the numbers are. Of like, oh, I feel like this would be around. I'll just invest in that. Well, now, uh, that, now that we look at companies over the course of a year, I mean, the fluctuation of a share price doesn't always reflect the earnings over the course of a year. You yeah. know, um, it's just how. Uh, I mean, the stock market tracks what people think it's worth. It, it's a. It, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you could even say the stock market, the value of a stock, is a little bit of a popularity contest. Would you stop? <laughs> but yes, it's kind of that way. It, yeah. I mean, in the r roughest way, there's also you know. I remember I said that once. I was like, "Isn't the stock market just kind of <laughs> like a popularity contest, gambling?" And, so, and someone was like, "We do lots of math." There's lots of work in math. It, there's information that supports that price. Was this a? Were you on Wall Street saying this like a stockbroker? I was on Wall Street. I was wearing a chicken costume because <laughs> I was there to call everyone chicken. Going, <laughs> oh, hey, hey! Is this all gambling? <laughs> what are we in St. Louis here? Hey, you eat what comes you, out of my cloaca. Oh, Jesus Christ! What's a cloaca? Cloaca is a uh, chickens have one hole. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Moving on. It does uh, it all. It is sad because I think there is a lot of math and there is so much stuff that goes in the stock market. But as long as it's a free open market, there's always going to be people like McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you do actually, we've, we've overdone our revenue through McDonald's chicken nuggets. It's like, uh, yeah, yes, chicken nuggets. Yes, yes. But also, but yeah, I mean, it's, it My is a problem. His name is chicken and he's <laughs> chicken. mad. And, and he's also mad. But he's nice. Uh, chicken's nice. Well, can we... Chicken is nice. <laughs> he's nice, but he's bad. <laughs> can we could sit here and talk all day about... Well, for our, our first big win. 600, 600, 700 bucks. That's not nothing. Well, this is what's cool about investing over the course of a year. We're going to see real swings uh, both up and down. Up and down. But yeah, we invested in Build-A-Bear Workshop for a whole year. Made 617 bucks. 72 bucks. Not bad. But can... You touching that thing? Oh, Boy, I, I need see. that I thing. See. Open. I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but Ken, we can sit here and talk about Build a Bear Workshop all day, but I thought that it'd be fun to play a little game of Who Am I? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. We designed a whole bunch of new games for the new season, but I had a good one for Who Am I? So we're going to play a good old game of Who Am I? You are going to get a series of characters who are speaking in the first person. You have to guess which person this is. And this edition of Who Am I is Who Am I? Bear edition. Okay. So these are very famous bears. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I'm covering my eyes because your laptop is right in front of me. Oh, God damn it. Thank you for saying that. I didn't that. say anything, though. I believe that you didn't. Um, another thing I thought could be fun is we could keep track of how many of these we're either winning or losing. Um, so let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight. I'm going to say you need to get five right to win. Okay. Um, That's fair. <clears throat> okay. So who am I? Bear edition. I am pretty famous, but you are likely familiar. You're likely fam more familiar with my entourage of equally famous celebrity pals. I love eating honey 
and I hate getting my ass stuck in a wall, which oh. incidentally happened to me once. To add insult to injury, my friend ended up putting antlers on my ass. <laughs> so I, Antlers on my One ass. One of my favorite visuals <laughs> from... Uh, like, so that I wouldn't cause too much... Possibly in, ever. So that I wouldn't cause too much of a distraction. Ken, who am I? Winnie the Pooh. Yes. What is the episode oh, where Winnie bother. the... Oh, bother. Oh, bother. What is the episode where Winnie the Pooh gets his ass stuck in the know, wall? I don't know, but they draw the face on it and put the <laughs> antlers. It kills me. That's good. It's so good. Well, I'm... I'm having a dinner party and I can't distract him without having Winnie the Pooh's ass in the wall. Subs two antlers in his ass and draw a squiggly That's face on his a ass. Funny comedy thing. <laughs> that someone's body is sticking out of your wall. Oh, and bother! You have an important dinner party and you go, "Well, I'll dress it up." And it's not just an ass; it's like a big, round, yellow ass. I think that was my it's Facebook hysterical. cover photo for was a it? while. Like, I yeah. Oh my God, Winnie the Pooh's so funny, but getting his butt stuck in the wall and then Rabbit does it—is that the premise that like rabbit, Rabbit's yeah. having a dinner party? And it's, it's so she, uptight. Yeah, and she dresses his ass up to like look like it's like a. Uh, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like um, so, uh, oh, I know what you're taxidermist. saying. Taxidermist. Yeah, taxidermist. Yeah, like a mantle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while you look for that, Ken, I'm going to ask you another. Yeah, this doesn't matter. I'll stop. Doesn't matter. Um, this I one's a little it. tricky. Uh, so I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to I'm going to shake it over. No, 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 no. Do it. No, well, I am going to do it, but I'm going to change up the oh, order a bit. Okay. Uh, okay. While while being while being very adorable. I am most famous for my marijuana coke for my marijuana and cocaine use and sex with my coworkers. My best friend is a famous Massachusetts rapper, oh, and we are Thunder Buddies for life. This is Ted. Yes, the Thunder Buddies for life was too much. Did I confuse? Thunder I Buddies for life. Thunder Buddies for life, Johnny. Like you, you, you want to go to the improv in your suggestions? Oh, Robin Williams. 9-11. I heard whatever. No, you didn't. I, I heard yogurt shop. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that Robin movie. Williams. <laughs> hey, would you stop? Um, uh, red floppy hap. I'm a bear with a massive movie career. Paddington. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Did you read Paddington? I read it. I did not see the movies, which I've heard are the peak of American cinema. I've heard really? Paddington Two is. It, were you there at the I beach? At the we beach were talking when, about yeah, that. They were talking about that. Yeah. Someone was saying that Paddington Two was on. A, they watched on a plane. It was the best movie they've seen all year. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I had a drug problem that was really blown up in the tabloids and media. Don't believe you everything you hear because at the end of the day, the only one that my. Sorry. Uh, I had a I had a massive drug problem that was really blown up by the tabloids and media. Don't believe everything you hear because at the end of the day, I'm the only one my drug problem ended up hurting was me. Whoa. Very famous drug problem that was blown up by the tabloids and modern day medias. Can I ask you a question? You can. Is this a real person? Yes. Meaning it's not like a character. It's a real person. Yes, it is a real person. Do you want a hint? That will ruin it. I'll give you a hint. Wait, wait is it The Bear from the show The Bear? The show about a cook? Yeah. No! Well, there's drugs in that. What was it? Uh, I took out the first line, which at one point I was famously the most dangerous animal on earth. What? The answer uh, the uh, at one point I was the I uh, Oh it, cocaine bear. It was Pablo Escobar, aka Cocaine Bear, aka uh, Cokie the Bear. Okay, okay, okay. It turns okay. out that Cocaine Bear did you see it? I've heard it's very funny. 
Yeah, it's very good. good. It's, you liked it? It's uh, I would say enjoyed watching it. Funny. It's a little confusing tonally, yeah. but it's fun. Uh, the reason I said I had a very famous drug problem that was blown up by the media. Oh, there was a thing. cocaine bear that did ingest some of the cocaine and was very dangerous. Um, they made the big movie. It he didn't actually end up killing anybody. He just I died. Was, not that. I was saying what I was saying is that like I was asking if it was like a person who's like whose name was like Bear or something. Oh no. Okay. Um, but it was a real bear. True, but not a real person. Justin Timberlake is my best friend. <laughs> Picnic basket. Oh, Yogi Bear. <laughs> yes. Justin Timberlake's in that movie. He's Boo Boo. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a money grab, baby. I'm a California native. This is a little. This is a little inside Smoky. baseball. I'm a California native who was consistently shot by my neighbors when I started breaking into houses for what is referred to as oh. light snacking. Police came, became concerned when I quote unquote lost fear of human beings. The world wondered, can my sweet tooth ever be satisfied, and what will I do if it can't? Do they call it Bearzilla? Is that what it was? What was the name of this bear? Oh God. I don't remember what the name of this bear Three was. Three seconds. I don't remember. Hank the Tank. Hank the There the, it is. Hank the Tank was a famous bear in Big Bear, California, in the mountains. Hank who the kept? Tank. He was yeah, a yeah, massive yeah. bear who kept breaking into houses for quote unquote light snacking. The town started shooting it with BB guns, which worked for a little while. And then after a while, the bear lost fear of human beings, <laughs> and the police made a PSA, and they said he has officially lost the fear of humans. Like. If he comes to your house, there is no stopping it. Like, the police <laughs> cannot stop it. You will not stop it. The only choice if Hank the Tank comes to your house is to run or get in your car and get away. Um, that's Hank the Tank. I find him very hysterical. Um, I'm hot. I have abs. I never wear a shirt, but always jeans. Smokey. <laughs> Smokey the Bear. Last one. I live in the Hamptons. Store-bought is fine, but usually not. Oh, the Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> yes! Ding, 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 ding. Ken, congratulations. You won the game. Oh, Mike, that was a blast. Now, did you have that. fun with that one? Yeah, I did. And hey, I just, love Who Am I? Just so you know, we got. If you liked any of the new music and singers, we wrote a bunch of new segments and sounds, and mm -hmm. it's going to be happening for the race. You know, we 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 invested in the fun as opposed to just farts and elephant sounds. We made stingers. <laughs> oh, I miss the elephant sounds. Like that custom game. God, this fucking seltzer was a bad idea. <laughs> it's a bad choice. Um, yeah, we have all sorts of new segments that are coming up. We didn't want to blow our, blow our wad and just do all the segments today. We got plenty of new games. Uh, we've got plenty of fun new segments going on. And we're just excited for season two. I'm very excited for season two. And we really appreciate you all are here. Oh, God. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, I spaced out there for a second. So I'm, re I'm replying right now. Yeah, it is. It. Yeah. Thank you for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My minute's name is. is, is yeah, yeah. Is, is I, 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 I'd, be and he's mad. I'd be the same. Um, I'm also Ken. I used to say, give us a uh, rate us on Apple. Apple, uh, give us five stars. I'm leaning full in Spotify. Follow us on Spotify and give us five stars. Yeah. Uh, and tell your friends about the show. Um, we really appreciate it. We really love it. And we just love you guys. Welcome back. We're so excited to be here for you guys with season two. And we can't wait for uh, all, to see all the fun that ensues. And we'll see what happens next week. And we'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Audio.